in part four of our study of Ephesians 1, 11 to 14, I simply want to step back and pose a problem and then try to answer it that emerges from last time. In Christ, in him, we have obtained an inheritance. So we've been chosen for an inheritance, having been predestined. So we have an inheritance, and it was secured for us in eternity by predestination. And that predestination accords with, is according to the purpose of the purposer, him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that in the end we will praise his glory, not ourselves. That's the way the sequence works in verses 11 and 12. Now, in saying that he works all things, I argued that works means brings about effects, sees to it that all things come to pass. In other words, God is sovereign. God governs all things, no exceptions. There are no maverick molecules, as R.C. Sproul used to say. There are no pockets of rebellion over which God does not have final say. So this includes all evil as well as all good. God works all things. He manages all things. He causes all things to accomplish his purposes. Now, if that really means God works all things, that is, he is meticulously, like Jesus said, no bird falls to the ground apart from God. If he's meticulously involved, what is left for us to do? How are we to think about our doing, our working? That's the basic question. And we're not forcing some kind of philosophical problem here. We're just dealing with what the Bible deals with. (laughs) This is not our question. This is the Bible's question because all the important questions are dealt with in the Bible. So here are some texts that point to the way the Bible conceives of our work in relation to God's sovereign work. Ephesians 2.8, by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now that's how we get saved. Like it said in 2.4, While we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive. By grace you have been saved. Now, here comes the part that's so relevant for our question. For we are his workmanship. Like a art piece. Something he's made and crafted. We are his workmanship created. That creating relates back to 2.4, where he made us alive. Making us alive and making us a new creation are basically the same reality. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
So we're not saved as a result of works, but we're saved for good works, which clearly means the fact that God does it all doesn't mean we don't do anything. We are to do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's a, We'll work on that when we get there. But here you have God's preparing works, and we do the works. So that's the first observation. No way does God's working all things mean we don't work. We do work. Later in Ephesians, he puts it like this. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desire. So here's this old self that is uh, crucified with Christ. It's really dead. And you're supposed to put it off like an old garment. It's not really you anymore. And it's all kinds of sin embedded in it. And we are to lay it down. And instead, be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self created. Now that's created just like we saw back here in chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. The new creation. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And we are now a new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And he says, put it on. Put it on. That's, a, that's something we must do. That's an intention. So the old self has died. He has created a new self. And we are involved in consciously, by faith, putting on the new reality that God has created. Now, if that sounds paradoxical to you, it sounds that way to most everybody. We're, we're, we should meditate on these things until it starts to take root in our lives in reality. Here's Hebrews 13, 21. May God equip you with everything good that you may do his will. There's no question. We must do God's will. God equips us with everything good that we may do his will. But he doesn't stop there. He says, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory. The reason God does the work decisively, bringing it about, is so that he gets the glory. So God is the decisive doer, willer, and we act that miracle. That's the name of a book I edited with David Mathis. Act the Miracle. We have a whole battery of messages about that and a whole conference devoted to it. And here's the key text for that paradox. Philippians 2.12 So, my beloved, therefore, my beloved, work out your own salvation. Bring it to pass. Live it out. Obey God. Trust God. Do it. This is your doing. You work it out with fear and trembling. For, and here's the ground of your working, God is the one who works in you.
to will and to work for his good pleasure. That is simply stunning. We are to work and to will because God in us is working the willing and the working. When we have the grace to do God's will, and when we do it, we know God is the one who is willing and doing, so that this is the last text we'll look at, 1 Corinthians 15.10, we will say with the Apostle Paul, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. And I would just like to bear witness with Paul. I'm 74 years old as I record this. And I've been doing this for a long time. And I love it. I love working. I love to get up early and go, go to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> I almost said stay up late, but that's not what the psalm says you're supposed to do. I love to get up early and work all day. I love to be fruitful. He worked harder than any of them, though, and I join Paul in saying this, it was not I. It was the grace of God with me. You know, if God left us to ourselves, if God, because his sovereignty caused more problems than it did solve problems, left us to ourselves, we would perish. Philippians 1, 6 says, God will finish the work that he began. And if he doesn't finish the work he began in us, we won't make it. So now we go back and see the point. We have obtained an inheritance. Verse 11, Ephesians 1. We have obtained an inheritance. The ground of that inheritance is the wonderful, prehistoric, before the foundation of the world, predestination. God destined us for this inheritance. This predestination is built on and accord with a purpose. That purpose is that God would get all praise and all glory. And to secure that purpose, this God does this. He works all things, which includes enabling us to believe, enabling us to obey, enabling us to persevere, so that when it's all said and done, we say, not I but the grace of God that was with me. All praise to his glory. If this lands on you with reality, it will be sweet, very, very 